Hi, Rashida. This is Pastor Linda. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Good. It's good to hear your voice. And sounds like you got a new one. I have two new babies. Two exactly. new babies. Two new babies. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Girls, boys? Two boys. Uh-huh. Wow. Welcome all our listeners to another edition of Brother Z and Friends. We bring you tippets from the Bible, entertaining gospel music. We interview personalities, gospel singers, writers. Don't touch that dial and you will be blessed by the end of it all. today Rashida Geddes and she's a mother of three which includes a nine-year-old and eight-month-old twin boys. As a mom, wife, and career and leadership coach, Rashida has been featured on major media networks and has spoken on stages around the country for her work in media, talent development, and leadership. When she's not running after the twins, keeping up with her daughter or coaching talent, Rashida sits on several boards and mentors the next generation of young leaders. Being a mother of twins is learning about strengths that you don't know you had and dealing with fears you didn't know existed. So today we have some questions. We want to interview Rashida. And so Rashida, what is the best part of being a mother of multiple? Well, thank you. 
thank you so much for having me on. I'm so happy to be able to share my experience with your listeners. I think the best part of being a mother of multiples is, one, you have one pregnancy and two births. I think every mom or anybody that's gone through pregnancy uh, can attest to the, the nine months that it takes to um, to grow a human um, is one of the toughest and challenging but also most rewarding times. Um, so to be able to do that once and then to have two babies at the end was such a beautiful blessing and experience. Um Seeing them grow together uh, and, you know, the, the bond that they share is such an amazing thing to be able to witness and to experience. Mm-hmm. And, and that has really allowed me to be able to see the bond that they will have with my daughter um, mm-hmm. and the like, but just them growing up together and, you know, them wanting to keep up with each other mm-hmm. um, and learning from each other is such a beautiful thing. Um, so those are some of the, the best things about being a mom of multiples. And, mm-hmm. and it is truly is a, a, a test of your strength. Um, and sometimes you have to put on that, that super mom cape uh, to be able to manage, especially two very active boys. Right, right. So you just gave me the segue into the next question. What is the most challenging part for you uh, being a mom of twins? Yeah, that's that is something. I, I probably have a list of things that, is, <laughs> that is, are challenging already um, in the eight months that they've been here. But the first one I think would be the need for help and additional hands, especially early on mm-hmm. um, when I first gave birth. You know, having two babies that are needing you at the exact same time and only having two hands uh, made it challenging. So I'm lucky and fortunate that I have an amazing partner that stepped up and was there doing, you know, overnight sleep duties. We were taking turns. We were taking a twin, um, helping with the feedings. Uh, of course, when you're breastfeeding, it's not possible, but, you know, just really being there and, and helping support you and ensuring that the diapers are changed and they're ready for their bed and um, the bath times. So being able to have extra hands, mm-hmm. I think, uh, was so important because th- there was only one of me and two of them, and I felt outnumbered yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Also, this no task is simple. Um, you know, diaper changes, eating their first solids, mm-hmm. going out, everything required um, you know, a, a, an orchestrated <laughs> show of sorts to mm-hmm. be able to make it happen. You had to really plan it out yeah. um, and ensure that everything was set up so that, you know, one, one, when one was finished, you had the other one. So it was kind of like that rotating um, circuit of sorts that you mm-hmm. had to kind of manage the two. Um, it's also double duty. Everything is done in twos. Mm-hmm. Clothing, purchased in twos, diapers changed in twos, eating you know, has to be done both of them at you know at the same time is is ideal. Mm. Um, so everything being done into and having to double, you really had to you really have to double up. Right. right. Um, and, and really dividing my time and attention between them and keeping up with the two active and different babies, mm-hmm. even though that they are twins, they're two different personalities, two different babies. Yeah. Um, so each one of them having their own set of needs, yeah. and sometimes those needs coincide where they're both crying at the same time and they both want to be held or they both want attention Mm -hmm. um so being able to divide my time and attention has been challenging um and really keeping up with them especially as they grow into toddlers Mm -hmm. has been another challenge and Mm -hmm. i think the last piece would probably be getting other things done throughout the day when you're (laughs) a mom of multiples and you're managing these you know double duties uh, it's also tra- challenging to find the time to do the other things that you need to do in your mm-hmm. home and mm-hmm. also in your business. So it's really that time management and getting other things done in the day mm-hmm. and, and giving yourself that, that grace. It's an awesome opportunity to be able to be a mom of multiples. Mm-hmm. So what's the best advice that you would say you've received on motherhood? Yes. Uh, I've received some great advice from mothers, um, from my mother, from other mothers as well. Uh, Some of the things that have stood out over the course of these last eight months with multiples has been accepting help. Oftentimes, as as women, as mothers, it is hard for us to accept help because sometimes we may think of it as defeat. We're we're sharing, we're asking for help because we can't do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that understanding that help is necessary and help will allow you to be able to do more things, 
especially in those early days, is super important. So I think the best advice was to accept help um, mm-hmm. and to ask for help, especially when you needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, some other great advice that I received was taking time for yourself. I think it's so important mm-hmm. oftentimes as mothers, we often put ourselves last. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we, we hear in, you know, when you're traveling, put that oxygen mask, mask on mm-hmm. yourself first. Mm-hmm. And there is a reason for that because you can't help anybody when you're depleted. Exactly. Um, so for me, it's really about taking the time for myself, making sure that I have the energy and the mindset necessary to be able to pour back into them. Mm-hmm. Um, was super important. And the last piece of advice that I received is really giving myself grace and being patient. You know, this is a journey. Uh, being a twin mom is not an easy feat. Um, being a mom is not an easy feat at all. Right. And every every stage of a child's growth will bring on its own set of challenges. Mm-hmm. So giving yourself grace as you are navigating, you know, managing and helping to grow these humans, uh, but also being patient with, your, with yourself in those moments that you're, you're, you feel like you're falling short, um, I think has been super, super great advice to be able to help me over the course of these last, uh, last few months and, and years with my, my daughter. What crossed my mind, Rashida, is the relationship between the, uh, your three kids, nine years, eight months. How does the nine-year-old react and get along with with the twins? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I will say that in the very beginning, even before um, I had, before I found out I was pregnant, my daughter had really craved for having a sibling, you know, something that she really wanted growing up, you know, as an only child, uh, for her, it just felt like she needed, she wanted, um, that, that, that sibling, um, that person to be able to share things with, to be able to grow with. And, and having seen all of her friends have siblings, it was something that she really wanted. So she was more so the one pushing us to, to, to expand the family, um, yeah. and to, to give her a sibling. Um, and then when they came, she was just so enamored with them she you know couldn't believe and she would tell me all the time I can't believe mom that you gave birth to two uh and she was just so enamored with them that they were both you know these two little humans that were that have that came out of me and that were here now in front of her and in the flesh and then I think the reality set in of what it takes and what she see you know seeing what it takes to be able to rear twins mm-hmm. um, to be able to take care of them um, but she's been an amazing help She's been a great helper, um, and I think that's the that's the the best part, I guess, of having that difference yeah. in age yeah. is that she's old enough to be independent for herself, um, but at the same time to be able to give a helping hand, and she loves to do that. So to be able to incorporate her in that um, has been an ease and a help for me, um, but also it has been great learning for her uh, to be able to nurture someone else and to be able to help you know help the rearing of her brothers. Right. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that going for three would be very easy for you. <laughs> well, I, I have three of them now, um, okay. and so I think that I've, I've, I've that loop has closed, and I feel like my family is full uh, at this moment. My hands are full, my family is full, and the love that we have is, is between the three good. that we have right now. Okay, Rashida, it was a real pleasure. Thank you so much. And happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Thank you, Rashida. Thank you, Rashida. Happy Mother's Rashida. Day to you. The best to you. Thank you. Yes, Thank God you. bless you. God bless. Thank you. Take care. Uh-huh. My sister's little boy came into the kitchen one evening while she was fixing supper. And he handed her a piece of paper he'd been writing on. And after wiping her hands on an apron, she took it in her hands and she read it and this is what it said. For more of the yard, five dollars. If I'm making up my own bed this week, one dollar. For going to the store, fifty cents. And playing with the little brother while you went shopping. 25 cents. Take it out the trash. One dollar. And for getting a good report card. Five dollars. And for raking the yard. 
today, Dr. Ivy S. Smith. Dr. Ivy is the daughter of Reverend Eddie Tossie and her mother, Ruth Tossie. She grew up in Central Florida. And um, let's see, she earned her bachelor's degree at the University of Florida, her master's in music education from UCF, and her doctorate's degree in educational leadership from the University of Phoenix. She's worked in the education system for about 37 years. And so we are so glad that she's here today. She is a mother of two children, the grandmother of six with one on the way. So I think that uh, Dr. Ivy has some great achievements and should be able to share some of her experiences as mother, grandmother, and uh, will be able to help some women today as she does so often in her role in life. But first of all, I want to go ahead and just say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Well, well, thank you on behalf of my wife, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and we celebrate Mother's Day as a national holiday where we can honor and celebrate mothers. Mothers are a beautiful expression of Mm. God's love. And we see his reflection in the lives of our mothers. Mm. A mother's love for her child begins at conception. She carries that little one for nine months. Then she cares for that child 24-7 for 18 years. And in these days, even longer. In my opinion, a mother loves and cares for her children for life because her concern and love for that child never ends. Without mothers, there would be no sons or daughters. Mm. Without mothers, there would be no sisters and even friends. Say it, sister, say it. (laughs) Mothers are special to Uh. us and to God. Mm -hmm. Being a mother is a very important role that the Lord chooses to give to many women. The Bible even confirms the value of mothers in the heart of God and likens the love of a mother to be similar to God's affection for his own people. We can find that in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 15. Mm. The Lord has chosen to give his special blessing to the vocation of motherhood. A Christian mother is expected to be a model of the love of God and is instructed to love her children, as we read in Titus 2, 4, and 5, Mm. so that she will adorn the doctrine of God and her own children will rise up and call her blessed. Yes. 
So as we said today, we're happy to have with us for our interview, Dr. Ivy Smith. And during this broadcast, we're going to ask her some questions about uh, how she deals with the many challenges of today. Four of those challenges being work and life balance, child care and work, even sometimes caring for an elderly parent or having personal time for herself. Yes. So, so, so if you don't mind, folks, I want to get the first question in because a lot about are being said about mothers. We see it on TV. We see it on the internet where, where working mothers are having problems and all that kind of thing. And some people said they are not fit to be mothers because of what happened to their children. So Dr. Ivy, can working women be efficient mothers? Yes, we can, but it is a challenge. Okay. And I think the big challenge is to do your work well, but Mm -hmm. also when you come home, that is your time to engage your child. That is your time to train them, to teach them, to spend that quality time with them and let them know that they're loved so they don't feel like they're missing anything. Hmm. So going out to work really should not change anything when it comes to being a mother. You were out working, you're thinking about your kids, you come home, you got to engage with them, right? Well, in in a in a perfect world, yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> in a perfect world, yes. I did have the advantage because I was a teacher uh-huh. that once my children were of school age, they were with me. So um, that had challenges, but it also had blessings in it that I I was readily available to them. Okay. (laughs) Dr. Ivy, I I still have to ask this question. How do you get personal time as a mother? You don't really that much get your own personal time okay. <laughs> but you know after the children are gone to bed if you have enough energy then that's maybe your time to take care of yourself or just have some me time yeah or have yeah. your husband take care of you that's true. Yeah, that's true. true. <laughs> You're a mother now. <laughs> For the day you did all the motherly Praise things. Praise God. All right. <laughs> uh, Dr. Ivy, what do working moms, what would you say they struggle with the most? I think moms in general, even the ones that aren't working, I think the biggest struggle is to allow our children to make mistakes because they're so in our hearts. They're, we love them so much and we want the best for them. We don't want to see them struggle in life. But if when they're young, they're allowed to make mistakes and suffer the consequences for those mistakes, it's not as tragic as not doing that as they're young and then when they get older, they, they run into these issues, and it mm-hmm. has greater consequences. Mm-hmm. So that, that ability to just step back a little bit, right. <laughs> you can't be God for them. And so Good point. a mm-hmm. lot of times they, mm-hmm. they make mistakes as young ones and make it a learning Mm-hmm. situation mm. so yeah. that when they're older they don't have to suffer my Very policy good. is that uh, if it's not hurtful or harmful to themselves or to others then I let them make the mistakes and learn from it mm-hmm. what so if, what you're saying if it's harmful you intervene yes I would <laughs> so so Dr. Ivy what is the biggest role of a mother I think unconditional love in my raising my children. They've Mm. made mistakes. They've made some big mistakes. You cannot change your love or your attitude toward them. Mm. Um, And that can be difficult sometimes because some of the things they do can be hurtful. But if God can do the same thing for us Mm -hmm. in the middle of our messes, in the middle of our mistakes, he still loves us Mm -hmm. unconditionally. His love never changes. We are... That love, we exemplify that love to our children that they should know that no matter what, our love doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Even if it means we might need to distance ourselves mm-hmm. a little, right. that does not mean we are withholding love. Mm-hmm. Withholding love is almost like manipulating. It's, you know, when, we, when they do something good, 
we love them. And when they do something bad, we kind of step back from that. That's manipulation. <laughs> God's love, he doesn't do us that way. He loves us in spite of ourselves sometimes. Yeah. So we have to show that to our children. And I think that's our greatest role. And to show them the love of God. To train them up in the way that they should go. Mm-hmm. The word says train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. And I think some of us get hooked on that because we think when anything goes wrong, what did we do wrong? But it's not. It's that you've given them that foundation mm-hmm. so that when they're older, they have something to go back to. They know that there is a God and we know that God will accept us mm-hmm. if we repent and turn back to him. So I think that's what we give them, that unconditional love love mm. and that knowledge and foundation in their faith in Christ. It reminds me of uh, Timothy and his mother Eunice and, mm-hmm. and how his grandmother and his mother gave him that faith and that, that foundation that made him who he was. It's a simple song. some of your favorite memories of your own mother. That, that's exciting to me. I think my favorite memory of my mom um, is when I was a little girl. She would read to me. She constantly read. She was an English teacher, so, okay. you know, but um, she read to me, and I could picture the stories in my head um, as she would read them to me, and, and that was just a special time for me. It just, even now, when I think about it, I just get that warm, fuzzy feeling on the inside because it was just that Mm -hmm. wonderful time that I had with her. And it was me and, just me and my mom that Mm -hmm. went through that. So it was, I always remember it with good memories. Good. No, I just would like to know, at what age did your mom pass? My mom is still living. Oh, your mom is still living. uh, Mm. She is 86 years old. Wow. Wow. In your role as the wind director, how do you see yourself helping women become better 
modest. I, what I would like to say is that I am in no way the perfect mom, mm-hmm. but there is no one that's perfect. We've all made mistakes and we've all had successes. Mm. And so I think what I bring to the table is the ability to help them learn from my mistakes, Mm -hmm. help them learn from my successes, what works in this situation. If I see a a young mom struggling with raising her children, I can come in and help her and show her how to do certain things, how to get the child back on track. I know our mistakes are can be if we allow them to be points of learning where we grow, where God develops us through those difficult times. Mm. If I had to do it all over again, I I wouldn't change it because those mistakes, those things that we learn as we raise our children mm-hmm. can be used to help develop our grandchildren and future great-grandchildren. So, yeah. yes. Um, so in my role as the wind director, just helping them to recognize that there is no set way, but God enables them through their abilities. Mm-hmm. And if we see something that they need help with, just to gently help them along the way in their raising their children. And for those who may not know what the wind director is all directs about. Directs the wind, no? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, direct the wind. Say to the wind, there go this go. way. Go, go south. Way. Or the W-Y-N wind. Yeah. Oh. Or to become a wind. Winner. Yes. And that's more like it, to oh, become a winner. Yes. But the uh-huh. WIN director is the director of the Women's Ignite Network, which okay. is a subsidiary of Anointed Community Services. Uh-huh. And through WIN, we ignite a passion in women to improve wow. their lives and the lives of their children. Mm. Uh, WIN empowers women to succeed through skills for life, parenting, entrepreneurship, work opportunities, and mentorship. Mm. So, Dr. I is the director of that endeavor and uh, we have about 350 women that are members with a great um, luncheon this Saturday by the way, yes. and yeah. we just want to let all the women out there know that there is a annual win luncheon this Saturday that uh, we encourage mothers and sisters and mm. uh, aunties and you know bring the whole family. Um, you do have to register online, but uh, during that time we have uh, guest speakers, and the topic is virtuous women. Confidently creating change. Okay. So, and uh, where exactly is this taking place? Uh, it will be held at the E.L. Puria Building at 243 South Lake Avenue in Groveland, Florida. Okay. At 11:30 a.m. So, yes. could it give the dates? It's so Saturday. Yeah. Uh huh. It will be Saturday, May the 13th, okay. at 11:30 a.m. in right. Groveland, Florida. Okay, okay, good. Brother Z and friends, thanks for tuning in. Pastor, can you thank our guest? In thanking her for coming, would you please remind her that she has another date with us here at uh, Brother Z and friends? Uh, <laughs> definitely. Because, uh, definitely. Yeah, because there's so much, you know. Uh-huh. We, it's unfortunate the time wasn't there to, yeah. to get everything in or much yes. more in. Mm-hmm. But Dr. Ivy, we want to say thank you for coming and gracing us with your presence and with your knowledge and experience as a mother. We thank God for you, and we know that God is going to do even greater things. I just want to say this little piece of a poem here. God made a wonderful mother, a mother who never grows old. He made her smile of the sunshine, and he molded her heart of pure gold. In her eyes, he placed bright, shining stars. In her cheeks, fair roses you see. God made a wonderful mother, and he gave that dear mother's to you and me. That is sweet. That is so sweet. You know what I did notice? When Pastor said, God made a wonderful mother, she looked straight at um, Dr. Ivy. She didn't look at me. She didn't look at Brother Z. She looked straight at her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but thank you. Thank you, Dr. Ivy. Praise thank God. you so much. Thank you for having me oh, on. Okay. I enjoyed it. You're very welcome. Remember, you'll be back. 
That's right. Yes, I will. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So, Jasmine, we are so happy to have you today, and I just want to introduce you to our listening audience. Um, we have with us Jasmine Totorum. And she resides right here in Florida. She's a 28-year-old woman, remotely uh, working. Uh, she is um, eight and a half months pregnant at the moment. And yes, and she's happily married. And they are expecting their first child toward the end of June. And we're excited to welcome Jasmine. We're going to say happy Mother's Day to you. Because you are a new mother. You became a mother at the time of conception, right? Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Um, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, this is the first time I'm being told happy Mother's Day, so that's a little special. You're the first one to say that. Yes. <laughs> but, um, and yes, we are expecting baby Zane. Oh, wow. Um, him um really soon and we're, we're all really excited so thank you so much <laughs> yes yes happy mother's day isn't that amazing because many a times we don't consider mothers until the child is born but it was recently brought to my attention by dear brother z over here and i stood to be corrected <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because you became a mother at the time of conception so we have a few questions for you today um that uh, we'd love to hear your answer and feedback. I want to say, because like you said, not many people, you know, acknowledge it as such that you are a mother already. When, if I may ask, when did you feel motherhood become real during your pregnancy? Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) I think, well, that's very true. I feel like a lot of people... um, don't really recognize it until after you give birth as well. Mm-hmm. Myself kind of being one of them in terms of like expecting, you know, people say happy Mother's Day or include me in it just because I haven't actually, you know, started that walk of him actually being outside of me and mothering him. Mm-hmm. But it, but there is a, a good amount of care that goes into being uh, just a caring mother, you know, a pregnant mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like from the moment I saw his heartbeat on the scan, yeah. I was like, oh, wow, you know, that instant feeling of let me protect him and, you know, just hold my stomach and do, make sure I'm doing everything I can to make sure he comes out healthy. I've had yeah. to, you know, change my diet and the, even the way I sleep and <laughs> different yes. things that do just to make sure that. I'm protecting my soon-to-be baby, so mm-hmm. it's it. You you do start to kind of do those mothering duties before, mm-hmm. um, and you get that warm and fuzzy feeling just by seeing you know the ultrasounds and the different pictures and stuff, or even just hearing the heartbeat at all the different appointments. So it's it's exciting. It's a it's a great feeling. Um, this is my as you said my first pregnancy, so it's like a whole new world for me right now. <laughs> Yep. Wow. Wow. That's exciting. That's exciting. So, um, as you said, you were surprised and, and just, you know, overwhelmed to see his heartbeat on the monitor. So, so far was that, would you say that was your biggest joy or have you had other experiences that would be your biggest joy in this pregnancy journey? Um, I would definitely say that along with the ultrasounds are have been the biggest like oh my goodness moments um because like when we saw him actually moving and kicking and we could count the fingers and the toes on the ultrasound Mm -hmm. at the five month scan um i think that was like the biggest moment for both of us because you know he was fully formed at that point just still Mm -hmm. growing um, and it's like, oh my goodness, like that, that is what my baby's going to be looking like when he comes out, you know? So that just seeing him move around and he was actually dancing and everything. Oh and like, my goodness. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. We were listening to music right before getting to the doctor appointments. So oh, wow. Feeling the rhythm. Yeah. 
That is so awesome, Jasmine, because as you carry him, um, like we said, he's alive in you. And you're bonding. I mean, you can't help but bond because he's attached to you through the umbilical cord and he's living inside of you. He knows your voice. He knows your sound. He knows his father's voice. (laughs) My goodness. So has he kicked? How does that feel? So he does move quite a bit. I feel him. Um, however, if other people put their hand on my stomach, it, they don't really feel him yet. Um, they say it's the way that uh, he's positioned in my stomach. It's kind of, There's like a cushion there with my mm-hmm. organs. So if you feel too much from the outside just yet, it's going to be a little later towards the end um, when I guess everyone else would feel him. But I definitely know he's in there. Like, right. And I drink Order and he gives me a little jab, or <laughs> 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 and then he gives me another kick. So he's definitely moving. <laughs> wow! Can can you tell his sleeping pattern? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> when I lay down at night for me to go to sleep, that's when he's the most active. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> all the kicks, all the movements. Oh! <laughs> wow. And then even when I get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and I come back, like, he's still ready to go. Like, he's mm-hmm. that's his daytime when I'm supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We got to change that. You know, I can remember as a mother, I used to, and when they were, be uh, sleeping in the daytime, I'd take my belly and kind of wake out. Yes, I used to shake a little bit and wake the baby up because as he's doing now, that's like going to be his pattern coming out. <laughs> and it's, it happens. Some some babies, you know, they come out and nighttime is their day and daytime is their night. And so... Yeah. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah, Jasmine, I, I, I have a question for you here. Your mom passed uh, in 2006. How old were you then? Um, well, she passed three days before I turned 12. Maybe before you turned 12, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Well, I do remember her telling me, you know, a lot of stuff about when I was a baby. So to your point of how they'll probably be awake at night, I can't complain much because my mom used to say that about me all the time. Like, she would Mm -hmm. put me in the back and I'd be just staring at the ceiling. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. um, I'm probably (laughs) having a clone of me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So so I'm saying you lost your mom at an early stage in your life. And then your grandma took up the the slack for many years uh, to be there for you and raising you. And eventually you got married and now this is your situation as it is. Does that have any bearing, like losing your mom, then having to be raised more or less by your grandma and now about to be doing it with your incoming uh, son. What kind of emotions do you have looking back on all those things? Well, you know, after my mother passed, it took me a while to even be able to say Happy Mother's Day to people again, Um, maybe like two or three years. So, like, that in itself, just acknowledging, like, mothers in general was difficult after her passing. Um, But, yes, my grandmother... She has always been the person filling that void. So um, it definitely, when I became pregnant that morning, we took the test and we were so excited. You know, the first thought I thought was, I wish I can tell my mom right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, I definitely do miss her during this whole process. Like, every time I go to the doctor and I have questions for them or I'm getting advice from people, like, I wish she can be here to kind of give me her take on things and share her experience about it because I feel like um, once you become pregnant people are more open to tell you about what they went through versus stuff you heard before like my grandmother she's pretty old school in regards to you know she doesn't really talk about certain things that's 
you know, if we're not at that stage of life yet, it's not really something that she'll touch on, you know? Um, so now that I am pregnant, I am hearing more of her experience. Um, and I feel like it would have been the same for my mom as well. Like she probably would have told me more about what she went through and would have mm-hmm. been able to guide me a little bit, um, in this. And, you know, of course I wish she was here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so that she can meet him and uh, even meet my husband and, you know, just see the family and everything that I've, I've grown to create, I guess. <laughs> so, um, but just in the fact of being pregnant, I feel like I do have a strong admiration for every woman that has been through this stage Yeah, because I, I don't think I really understood how much they sacrificed and really adjusted their lives to be able to make sure they're having a healthy baby. Yeah. You know? So, um, that in itself, like, I just, kudos to all the moms out there. (laughs) Yeah. What would you say to other women, young women who are having a baby to encourage them? What type of a husband you, they, or partner they're supposed to have? Um, definitely one that's understanding and um, is willing to really be considerate. So, Because, like, of course, no one wants to walk around complaining about all the symptoms they're going through. But someone who's just attentive to see that, okay, you need help tying your shoe or getting into the car let me come do that for you you know what i mean like someone who's to help you as well because i mean yes as a woman we do have to carry the baby in our room but i mean they help put it there so okay okay Yes. Well, Jasmine, we we want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule of of uh, mother preparing and um, business and meeting with us today and having this interview about mothers. We are so happy for you and proud of you for accepting that challenge of a mother and being able to um, walk walk it out and walk it out victoriously. Greetings, greetings. We are so excited with the broadcast today and the powerful, wonderful women that we had opportunity to interview. And I tell you, mothers are truly, truly special. It takes courage to be a mother. And myself, as we interviewed the last young lady, Miss Jasmine, whose mother died at the age of 12, while she was 12 years old, my mother also passed away when I was 16. And my grandmother raised me. And as my grandmother grew older, I in turn took care of my grandmother. So having that role of motherhood, caregiver, raising of the children is of no stranger, even in my own life. And as I mentioned, it takes courage to be a mother. And I just want to talk a little bit about that courage. A mother of courage carries all of her lives inside of her. She's ever present and she allows herself to listen to those things in her heart, to fill herself with with healthy expectations. You know, as we talked with the different mothers and especially the last one who's expecting to give birth to the beautiful baby boy, she has healthy expectations. I know that she's expecting that baby to come out uh, with full uh, uh, aspects of his body, his body parts, his mind, and those expectations will surely come to pass. A woman of courage or a mother of courage overcomes the impositions and she pushes her children forward with the strength that only love can provide. As we talked so eloquently about unconditional love earlier with Dr. Ivy. Unconditional love is what a mother's have. And it's 
I believe, obtained from God himself. You know, we look at men and women and we look at the different characteristics and some people say women come from Venus and men come from Mars. But wherever, (laughs) we know we all come from God. We were created in his image and in his likeness. But as we were, so were we given his nature, those of us that are born again, born from above. And that nature is a nature of love. So as we love our children, the Bible tells us to love our children, love our husbands to those that are married. And a mother's courage is first and foremost filled with the power of God. It takes the power of God to be a mother. And these days, you know, you have many mothers, some walk away from their children. Some may not be living a life conducive for the exampleship of their children. But the Lord admonishes mothers to love their children to love their husbands, to, to, to raise their families and to be there and be an example, a model for those children to be able to grow up and live in a godly life. And so we give God praise for what he's done today and what he's spoken through these mothers that we've interviewed. I believe that we can learn something from each and every one of them that gave us a nugget of of truth and a nugget of experience out of their own lives to be able to help us to see motherhood as a beautiful thing. God does love mothers. Amen. Amen. And he created us so that we can be that avenue to bring human life into the world. We are a reflection of the love of God. And so as we think about that, we love our families, we love our husbands, We love the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Reminded of Deborah, who they considered as the mother of Israel. She led Barak into war to to free the people of Israel from the oppressor. And as you and I are mothers, and if you are a believer in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, then you too are a mother indeed. A mother to bring forth the natural babies and a mother to bring forth spiritual babies. We give God praise. And that's why we're here today to introduce to you the one and only Jesus Christ, the one who so loved you and gave his life for you, that if you would believe on him, he said you would be saved. If you would call upon him, you would have eternal life. We want to introduce to you today, we want to birth children in the spiritual. Amen. So if you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, I want to let you know that he has eternal life for you. He has all the love you need, all the care you need. Maybe you lost a mother or a father. Well, he will be that father. He'll be that mother. He'll be that friend. He'll be whatever you need him to be. And he'll give you eternal life, life and that more abundantly. Won't you accept him today? I will. I pray that you will. And we're going to say a prayer that the Lord will make himself known to you. And so, Father God, we just thank you for our listening audience today. We thank you for the fact that they're even tuned in to this broadcast. And we know that you are here for them, speaking to them, calling them unto yourself. We pray that you give them ears to hear, Lord God, what your spirit is saying to the church. We pray that you open the eyes of their understanding and open their heart to receive your word on good ground. And Father God, we bless them today. We bless them that after this broadcast, they'll say, Lord, come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And we bless you. We say Happy Mother's Day to all of the lovely mothers out there. And have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Amen. And thank you very much, Pastor Linda, for this one. And a special thank you goes out to Dr. Ivy, to Rashida Geddes, and to Jasmine Tudoran. Thanks very much for blessing us with your presence, and we love you all. Happy Mother's Day. 
wonderful. Happy Mother's Day. Happy everyone. Mother's Day. <laughs> and at this time, we're at the zone, and we're going to say, We, we share, share because we care. <laughs> the music that we play complements the topic that we may be discussing at any given time. The phone four zero seven six six eight four eight two four. Email brother z seventy seven at gmail dot com.
Brothers and Friends. Thanks for tuning in.